0: It certainly is a delight to have the children among us. And if your child is in your lap and he gives a little fuss during the service, don't you worry about it. Mom, it's your day. All right? Somebody said, do you ever get distracted when children cry? I said, no, not since I was 15 months old and my brother came into the world. And 11 more followed him. Crying babies have been a part of my life. And some of them are here today and we're glad they're here. There is a mom in Luxor, Egypt who is very, very happy today. Her 28-year-old son, Hamdi, killed over while he was a waiter at work, had a heart attack, and the doctor declared him dead, and they took him home to bury him. They washed his body, Coroner's office sent Bud somebody to sign the death certificate. The coroner doctor showed up, and realized his body was still warm, and she said, "This man's not dead; he's alive." At that point, the mother killed over. <laughs> they revived them both, and they had a party instead of a funeral. Happy Mother's Day. We're going to visit an interesting text today. It's in Matthew chapter 12. It's part of our Protect Your Community presence. And we are a community. Look around. We are a community of faith. We are a community of people who care for one another and love each other, teach each other other God's word and walk together in this life that Christ has given us. And we want to be like this figure in red up here, who is distinguished from all others by his faithfulness to Christ and that he walks in a peculiar way, a particular way, that he walks as a follower of Jesus. And just as Jesus was distinguished in his day, so we want to be. And part of our protection with our community presence is loving each other as brothers and sisters. Now you know we sometimes call one another brothers and sisters. Today we're going to visit the text of Jesus that helped us get there and sort of follow the train of thought to the very present with a baby in our arms and maybe living in a strange city and what provision God has made for us that we ought to reach out and take and be intentional about. So Matthew chapter 12 verse 46 is the text today in God's Word. The Scripture says, while Jesus was still talking to the crowd, his mother and brothers stood outside wanting to speak to him. Someone told him, Your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. He replied to him, Who is my mother? And who are my brothers. Pointing to his disciples, he said, Here are my brother, mother, and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Would you do that if Mary, the Mother of our Lord to stand outside wanting to talk to you. We are talking about Mary here, right? (laughs) The brothers, not such a big deal. Mary's outside wanting to talk to Jesus. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Hello, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. This is Mary. She's outside wanting to see Jesus. If somebody ran up here right now and said, David, your mother's outside in the lobby. She wants to talk to you. I'd leave my Bible right here and go see Mom. Wouldn't you? Now, family members have preferred status, all right? Jesus makes this clear. We are to care for our family. They are a special responsibility for us. And though Jesus chooses, in this instance, to let his mom wait for a few minutes while he makes a point in a teachable moment, he gives her preferred status and we know that because when he died as he was hanging on the cross with his last dying breath one of the things he did was take care of his mother now there were other women at the cross but he talks to his mother and he says to her woman behold your son And he gestures to John, the beloved disciple. And he says to John, Behold your mother. And John records in his gospel that from that day, Jesus' mother went to his house. Did you know that? We know that James and Jude are alive, probably other brothers. He had several brothers according to the text. But he provides for his mother by giving the beloved disciple, responsibility for her as he is dying. Family have preferred status. A man is supposed to care for his family. I see that day after day as men come or they call and they say, I've just lost my job or I can't find a job and I feel bad because I can't provide for my family and that's on the man. He wants to do that. He needs to do that. In fact, the Apostle Paul said, if a man doesn't provide for his own house, he's worse than an infidel. So, mothers and dads and brothers and sisters, this teaching of Jesus doesn't get us off the hook. In seeking to reconcile and repair broken relationships, and on a Mother's Day, giving what is proper tribute and honor to our biological mothers, But sometimes, mom's not there anymore. Sometimes for a whole host of reasons, our biological families not accessible. And even if it is, there is an opportunity in the moment, in the present, While you're here in New Orleans, at school, or in your first job, or for whatever reason, to build for yourself a loving family of people, think of Jesus as he looks at his disciples and stretches out his hands and says here is my mother and my brother and he gestures to them jesus points them out as his family jesus will never get married he will never have biological children He's going to live his 33 years on this planet as a single adult. He's going to be in the kind of lifestyle where he's not sure where he'll sleep tomorrow night. He'll even say at one point, you know, the foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He started off on the planet in a manger, mind you, And it was not the last time he slept with the animals. So for him to have brothers and sisters who loved him and he loved them, it meant so much to him to be able to say, these are my brothers. These are my sisters. Here's my mother. These folks here who follow me and spend the days with me, we love one another like family. Jesus gestures to them and he stretches out his hands and he says, Behold my family. And I think about James and John and their dad, Zebedee, back on the boat. Zebedee was going to give them the family business. And now they're following the itinerant rabbi, Jesus. And that dream he had, that dad, what he dreamed, will never come true. They won't ever be the fishermen on the Sea of Galilee and take all that equipment and that business he built up. That's over for them. Peter at one point says, Lord... We left everything. We left everything to follow you. We left the fishing business. We left our homes. We left our families. We traveled with you all the time. The expectations and dreams that we had before our paths crossed, before you said, follow me, all those things are gone. We left it all. Think what it feels like to Peter and Andrew, James and John to have Jesus say, Behold, my brothers. Man, that, that cements it. The, and Jesus takes this opportunity to state it publicly. In a way that we might be embarrassed to do, you know. We've got folks that we love. They're not our blood relatives, but we really care about them, but we haven't ever told them, man, you're my brother. I love you better than a brother. We never told them that. They never heard that out of our mouth. You're my mother. My mother's gone, and you're my mother. You're my grandma. I don't have grandparents. You're my grandma. My grandparents are a long ways away and I want you to grandparent my baby. We don't do that too often, but think of the power in this moment when Jesus, the Son of God, says to the crowd, see these boys, James, John, Peter, Andrew. That's my family. They're my family. The church of Jesus Christ picks this up. They start calling each other brothers and sisters and mothers. And even today we still do it, but I'm going to suggest to you something today, okay? On this Mother's Day, I'm going to suggest to you that you expand your loyalties. And maybe your mom lives a long ways away, or for whatever reason, you need a mom right here. You find somebody who loves Jesus, who's in this church, who's seeking to walk faithful to Christ, and you say, I want you to be my mom. I want you to be my dad. I'm going to be your brother. We're going to live life together as family. While I was preparing this message, I sent out the notes to a group of people who are like family to me like my brothers and sisters. And they always peruse my notes, and sometimes the things I say, they tell me to say, all right? So, and I put it on them. If I make any mistakes, I jump on them. But one of them sent back when they read this, the outline, and said, you know, we lived as missionaries for years and years in a foreign place. And the brothers and sisters that we loved and cared for while we were deployed for all those years are closer to us than our own blood kin. And she said, people need to be intentional about this. This needs to happen not accidentally but on purpose. We're too lonely. We are. We're too isolated. We have too many compartments in which to live. It is too easy to make a friend with your computer and stay barricaded in that little place that you call home and never interact with real people. It's just too possible to distance yourselves from the living, breathing human beings around you. And you need them. And you will never be all God called you to be unless and until you are connected in living, vital ways with the people God has given you. And brothers and sisters, that takes work. It takes time. It takes attention. And we have to do it on purpose. It's not just a way to talk. Hey, Brother Joe! It's not just a way to talk. It's a way to live. It's a way to be. And so the Apostle Paul, when he wrote to Timothy... He said, I want you to adopt this language for people in the church. 1 Timothy 5, 1 and 2. Treat younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, and younger women as sisters with absolute purity. What protects the congregation of the committed from sexual sin. Partly, we maintain our faithfulness in our sexual lives by treating one another as brothers and sisters in the family. People to whom we give ourselves and our devotion and our loyalty And we would never threaten the covenants that they have made with their spouses. And so we come together as brothers and sisters in the family of faith and we reinforce our true and faithful position by treating one another as brothers and sisters, moms and dads. It helps us keep straight in our head, in our heart and in our desires who we really are in the church of Jesus Christ. Nothing so tears up a family or a church as scandalous sexual sin. And you know, God provided for us in this way as a community of faith by saying to us, this is how I want you to treat one another. Love each other like sisters and brothers. And God will use that loyalty to keep us straight in our relationships. Jesus says, there's coming a day when everybody who knows me, we're all going to live in the same house. In my Father's house are many rooms. is how the New Translations put John 14. I refer to John 14 a lot because I love it, okay? In my Father's house are many rooms. Hey, Jesus said, I got one there. The Father in heaven is going to gather all his little chicks into his house one day. And you got a room there if you know Jesus. And Jesus said, in the future, heaven's going to be living in the Father's house, eating at this magnificent, long, wonderful banquet table where there's a little place with your name on it if you know him. That's his vision. That's his picture that he draws of the future in heaven with God. The Father's great big house the Father's long table and all the brothers and sisters gathered around it enjoying forever the goodness, grace, and mercy of God. They asked Jesus, you know, whose wife will she be on the day of judgment? Remember that question? She had seven uh, husbands, all of them died. Whose wife will she be on the day of judgment? And Jesus Jesus told him, Look, you got this wrong. It's not going to be like being married. We're going to be like brothers and sisters in God's wonderful house, like the angels, he says. In fact, I'm going to visit that text in two weeks. So Jesus is asked the question Hey, your mother and brothers are outside. Okay, they want to talk to you. And he says, he takes this moment to say, here's my family right here in front of you. But not all. Not all are family. He clarifies that. He stretches out his hands toward his disciples. I don't know where they are. And I envision him maybe putting his hands out like this. You know, Peter and John are right over here. He kind of stretches out his hands like this. And he says, here's my brother and my mother. In, in a chapter just prior to this, there's the healing of the man with the withered hand. And the same verb is used. Jesus says, stretch out your hand. And a man stretches out his hand and it is healed in the process. I thought about Jesus stretching out his hand toward his friends. And how we stretch out our hands to one another. And how if we are socially crippled, if we have a hard time connecting to other humans in loving relationships, if it's difficult for us, we're sort of like the man with the withered hand. And we need to hear Jesus saying, hey, stretch out that hand. Jesus heals The socially crippled, as well as the physically. It's used again when Peter starts sinking in the water. He steps out of the boat. He's about to drown. Jesus said, Come on if you want to. And he starts sinking, and Jesus stretches out his hand to him. I'll bet there's somebody here today that feels like you're sinking too. You know, you're just about to go under and the waves are this tall, that's what it feels like to you, and you're on the water and your feet don't have a place that's solid to stand. There may be a mom who feels that way today, just about ready to go under at the end of your rope. There may be a dad like that, or maybe a son or daughter. Maybe there's an older person a grandma in the room who stretched to the limit and you don't know what to do. I want you to see Jesus stretching his hand out to Peter and no, he's stretching his hand out to you on this Mother's Day. Hey, are you in trouble? Are you wrung out? Are you crying every night? Can you see Jesus stretching his hand out to you? you feel like you're about to sink? Can you see him reaching out to rescue you? You say, is that real? Absolutely, that's real. That's the business he's in, stretching out his hand to you and me, to Peter when he's sinking, to the leper who needs healing, to the man who can't walk, to the thief on the cross. And you know who his family is? The the people who reach back. and say, yes, Lord, I'll follow you. I'll take that hand. I'll trust in you. You can't grab somebody's hand sometimes without letting go of what you already got. That's part of the problem. Some of you know that that the Savior's reaching out His hand to you, but your hands are full. And the stuff they're full of, you love. And you don't want to turn loose of it. And you know if you took the Savior's hand, you'd have to drop it. He stretches out his hand to you nonetheless. And the people who are his family are these. Whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister, and mother. And you say, well, who is that? He just pointed them out. He stretched his hands out to Peter, James, and John. He pointed to his disciples. He said, here they are. Here they are. Well, what have they done different than me? I'm in this whole crowd. What have Peter, James, and John done different than me? They said, yes, Lord. Yes, You reach out to me, I drop the nets. I follow you. I'm sitting at the tax collector's table. You reach out to me and say, Matthew, follow me. I drop those coins. I leave that table. You reach out to me and say, I want you in the family. And you respond with faith and trust and hope and love for the Savior and say, whatever it costs, Yes, Lord. You can't imagine how different life would be for you once you take the hand of the one who reaches out for you. Everything would change if you would trust him. Let's bow together. There's a mother in this room that needs to pray. Oh, God, I want to take your hand right now. I need help. I need strength. There's a man who needs to pray right now. Oh, Lord, I need forgiveness. I don't feel worthy to take your hand, but, but I'm reaching out for it. He loves to forgive There's somebody in here who is the worst case of desperation in the room. And you need to take the outstretched hand of the Savior today and know the comfort and wisdom and strength that he will give for the day ahead. Will you do it? Father in heaven, we come to you right now on behalf of ourselves and everybody in the room. And we confess how needy we are on this Mother's Day. Lord, we confess some of us are hurting so bad. We're grieving. We're in sorrow. And we need your strength and comfort today. Lord, I pray for the one who just needs to trust you today that God, he or she will drop the stuff they're holding on to and instead take hold of you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.